The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Thursday, November 7th. We are going to be working on the card here for you for Friday, November 8th, an 11-game slate. And I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined with one of the sharks in the DFS industry, Mr. Andrew Hansen, how are you, Andrew? Doing well, Coach. A surprise to hear your voice, but it's a pleasant surprise, of course. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm I'm pinch hitting here. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Apatria was having some technical difficulties, so uh, yeah, this is great. We get to do an extra show together. That's really cool. Yeah, load management load management for his internet provider really is what it comes down to. I think. I think it's just load management for him. You know, he's sort of soft. He's a little like uh, Kawhi and Cat and and stuff. Little little soft. There's Chance, our our uh, rooting dog. He's uh, he's into the show. He, that that means we can really get going now when he greets us. So uh, yes, so that's it. No apostrophe tonight, and uh, you know, I guess the. Winners are, are probably the listeners. What do you think? <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll wait to find out until late Friday night when the games are wrapping up. <laughs> exactly. If we're right on the money, then, you know, it was meant to be in the tube. It's knocked it out of the park. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's uh, I, I always try to respond early and often on Mike because I know he, I, I, he gives me those old man zingers all the time. So. You know, I gotta keep I gotta keep one step ahead. I'm beating him in the chicken suit challenge, Joe. You heard that, right? Yeah, it's unfortunate for for his end that Sabonis played. It kind of threw a wrench into the TJ Leaf play. Uh, yeah, and then some. I mean, you know, it's he almost should lose two points for taking a complete goose egg, but no, no, we can't do that to him. I mean, come on. You know, he, he made that on the fly b- before knowing the Sabonis news. So I know. <laughs> well, hey, that's part of DFS, man. You got to do your homework and know what's going on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, filling in for him, he's going to take double barrel tonight. That, I mean, that I can understand. I hear yeah, you on that. Yeah. I mean, that that's a given. So, well, listen, before we get rolling here, we, we really shouldn't. Uh, exchange too many pleasantries with an 11-game slate. So uh, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft. They're the only rake-free site in the industry. Uh, Tremendous contests every day. They have a $25, $30,000 pick and roll uh, guarantee and a $5, $7,500 layup contest uh, that's guaranteed every day. Uh, Go to to fantasydraft.com, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL, and get your first seven days up to $1,000 in contests, rake-free with no membership. And uh, can't beat it. Fantasy Draft, best site in the le- in the country, no question about it. Uh, huge savings that, that just rack up 
from the rake free side. Just love them. Also, a couple of our uh, other sponsors that are also very important to us, manscaped.com. Uh, you want to go there, sign up also with the promo code HOOPBALL. You get 20% off and free shipping. And then our, our wagering uh, site, mybookie.ag, they are awesome. Go there for all your wagering uh, needs and adventures there. And our, our founding sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. And I did listen to the show, and I heard you have your first batch of Hawaiian Isles uh, Kona Coffee coming your way. Is that true? It arrived this afternoon, and it's what, what a beautiful presentation. It's got a gold fastener on top of the, the, the coffee. I couldn't believe that. That's, that's really stylish and impressive. They are classy. Did you try it yet? Oh no! I'm waiting till the morning. I, I, I'm a, I'm a hot coffee in the morning guy. If I have coffee in the afternoon, it's like a frozen coffee. So I, I don't want to have my first experience be in the afternoon when I'm not used to the warm coffee. I got to save it for the early morning. So tomorrow morning, that's when I'll pop it open for the first time. Good for you, man. Well, I'm, I'm psyched you're gonna try it. It is delicious stuff. Last batch I got was hazelnut. Man, it was good. But uh, I gotta order some more myself. But great stuff. Well, very good, man. Let's uh, let's get this uh, horse in the gate and off to the races here and get this thing fired. We've got a 7 p.m. Eastern game. We actually have three of them. The first one is the Detroit Pistons and the Indiana Pacers. And I'm not sure if you saw today that Blake Griffin was cleared uh, for basketball. And he looks like he's going to be back. Yeah, but not for this contest, right? I don't know. Is that what is the latest word on that? Because I saw he was cleared today. Go ahead. I'll, give me your thoughts on Detroit, Indiana. And I'm going to look up the very latest news on that while you're doing that. Okay. Well, the, the funny thing is, for me, it actually won't matter because I'm actually going to fade drummond on this slate he's at 19.1 yeah that's and expensive yeah just expensive on the 11 game slate i like some of the other guys in that price range sabonis on the other side is 15.7 so in that matchup i think i'd rather take sabonis for the rest of the pistons picture derrick rose is out so brown jr is certainly an option 11.3 didn't he didn't quite handle the ball as much last time out? They were it seemed like they're sort of sharing those duties. You know, even yeah. even Snell was running some pick and rolls. So I'm not that excited about Brown at, at eleven point three. Markeith Morris, why is he only eight point seven? I mean, I know he's inconsistent, but he popped last time out with thirty nine fantasy points. And so eight point seven on fantasy draft, that's that's almost 5x return. Yeah. Uh, that's So for a, a couple tournament lineups, I like him. Um, He's not a good GPP play for sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. On the Pacers side, Turner's questionable. Goga is out. Lamb is out. Brog, Brogdon's priced at 15.2 on Fantasy Draft. I think I'm actually going to pass on him on this slate as well. That's more of a cash game play. But for tournaments, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look elsewhere. So really, Sabonis is my main focus, and maybe a couple 
a couple one-off GPP lineups with Markeith Morris. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you the, the latest updated information. And, you know, we always record this show the night before. So it's, it's uh, you know, Thursday evening and we're about halfway through the slate here uh, and uh, preparing for tomorrow's games. But there is news, so we don't have to wait on this. Griffin is definitely out. He has been cleared to begin uh, playing again on Monday. So this is the last game Griffin misses. Uh, and he is out. Rose is listed out. He's not going to play. He's going to miss a few more games uh, with a hamstring. And Tim Frazier is doubtful, more than likely not going to play. So this becomes a, a huge monster game for me. Uh, I think that, you know, I know it's it's an 11-game slate, but you're talking about major key guys out for both teams. As you mentioned, uh, Lamb's out. Goga's yeah, just entered uh, concussion protocol, so he's going to miss a while. And uh, uh, Turner's more than likely not going to play. So this is going to be – I know it's going to sound crazy with an 11-game slate, brother, but I'm going to have three key plays out of this game. I'm going to continue to take Drummond. I know his price is insane, but no Griffin. You know, the point guards – I mean, it's going to be – Drummond Mania, I, I don't see how he doesn't almost grab a 2020 again. Um, uh, I'm going with Drummond, and on the other side of the ball, I'm going to go with Sabonis. Uh, I, hopefully neither one gets uh, in foul trouble, but I think that they're both safe. I think they both have a very high uh, floor and a, a very high ceiling. So I love that play. And my third key guy from this game, and then I'll be, I'm going to be doing a lot of fading in some of these games. I love Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, he is phenomenal. Uh, his usage increases uh, pretty dramatically with Lamb out, and uh, you know I, he has been playing so well. He, you know, he he played a back-to-back and had a small regression of points, uh, but now with a full day's rest. Uh, he's back and going after it. So um, I've got three right off the bat. Boom, Drummond, Sabonis, and uh, Brogdon to to uh, start my card. How about that? That's big. That is that's, that's spending a lot of your cash in one game. We'll have to see how you how you react to the prices later on. Guys like Carl Anthony Towns, who's a little bit cheaper than Drummond. LeBron's also a little bit cheaper. So. Uh, definitely a lot of options at the top with 11 games late. I'll be sniffing for for value here on these games big time, but uh, you know I, I may be I may have to take some screenshots because you know about 7:20 7:25 Eastern time I I gotta see myself pretty high up on some of those uh, contests with three key guys like that starting off early, but. Should yeah, be fun, will. man. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's go to game two. Uh, another seven o'clock start. Uh, this one is going to be uh, interesting. Orlando is hard team to play. Uh, it's the Memphis Grizzlies at the Orlando Magic, and uh, yeah, I watched some of that Mavs, quite a bit of that Mavs Orlando game. Uh, Orlando just really is a slow it down, grind it kind of team. Uh, the Grizz are definitely playing more up-tempo this year, but what, what are your feelings on this one? 
Well, I'll, I'll go through the Grizzlies side of things. I'm curious about what you saw from Jonathan Isaac, because I didn't get to see much of that game, but he had quite a breakout. So I'll let you talk about the magic here in a minute. But yeah. for, the, for the Grizzlies, I don't really like the prices. I think they're, 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 the prices have caught up with them. Jaws at 13.5. So I think he's a good cash game option here. Not as excited for a tournament because they are going up against the Magic. You mentioned the slow pace. They're also sixth in defense. So I'm yeah. just not expecting a high-scoring game here. That's why I'm generally going to stay away. And, you know, Clark is interesting. He, he Two of his last three, he's had 30-plus fantasy points. He's priced at 10000 even. And he shot perfectly from the field last time out. So yeah, w- wouldn't expect that to happen again. But at 10.0, you know, he's probably the one guy I might put into a lineup or two. Um, but, yeah, I'm curious on the other side what you think about Isaac because he had a monster line and he's only 12.1K. Yeah, I mean, he had the the very, very rare 5x5, five five, you know, where he had five steals, five assists, five blocks, five points, five rebounds. You know, at least so very. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, I think you know, he didn't. With, I think he technically didn't quite get it because he had six blocks and four steals. That's what I'm really, looking at. Because so, you know what's really bizarre is I was watching that game and the the guy, uh, the Mavericks guy, he stripped him down low and got that steal, which would have made it five steals, five blocks. But I heard him on there saying that they were counting that as a block, which there's no way that was a block. It was a steal. But if they did that, then that's that's a shame. Cause then well, there you go. That must have been the cool difference stat. maker. Yep. Jeez, that's a bummer. But still, I mean, those are monster fantasy points. I, you know, I'm not – I think that's a, just a trap. I mean, that would – he's not going to do that again, maybe for his career. But, uh, you know, he's playing decent ball. He's, he's His price is decent. But he's extremely inconsistent. I mean, I I'll never forget the game I I played him, you know, because when you it, it sticks with you and you remember it more when you get stung. But he played a game where he played 31 minutes and he went one for three from the field, three shots the whole game, uh, two points. And I mean, he just he throws a lot of those kind of games on the board, even though he throws a lot of great games on the board. So, you know, you got to have a a, a a real stomach for it if you play them, but I don't trust them. So uh, personally, watching Orlando, like I said, they're just they they share the ball. Uh, they're slow. They're deep. They're defensive minded, and it just doesn't spell well for DFS play. So I really don't have any interest in any of their guys. And on in the inverse side, you know, Memphis is just a hard play too because, yeah, they play decent pace, but certainly Orlando's going to slow them down. But here are the problems: you got John Morant that's still on a minutes restriction of some sort, like 25 to 20 minutes. Uh, they're trying to just make sure they bring him slow. Uh, Valachunas is still on a minutes restriction. I think it's been increased to about 25 or. So it's it's definitely gone up a little, but not quite where it needs to be. And then you got a lot of guys splitting minutes, uh, Triple J and Brandon Clark and, you know, Crowder and Brooks and Hill and Goodrich. And I mean, it just I, I don't feel comfortable with Memphis right now. I do 
like jaw going forward when I hear that they take that minutes cap off of him and just let the dude play. Because if he can run the floor for 35, 38 minutes in a game, uh, you know, he could put up some big numbers. But uh, all that being said, I'm going to completely pass on this game. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. All right, what's next? The, the third 7 o'clock game is Cleveland Cavaliers, Washington Wizards in the all uh, draft pick lottery game, really. They stink. What do you think? I don't even know where to start with these guys. <laughs> yeah, both teams are 2-5. and five. They're both bad at defense. Yep. Wizards are decent on offense, surprisingly. They're 7th in pace and 10th in offensive efficiency. Yeah. But with Isaiah Thomas starting, that's sort of messing up the backcourt. Beal's usage has gone down. Correct. And so with their price tags, I'm not very interested there. Bryant is a fair price at 13.0, so he's he's worth you know considering. Mm-hmm. The other news for the Wizards is that Bonga is not going to start. Last I checked, they hadn't announced who will start, but. If Troy Brown Jr. starts at 8.6K, then he's worth playing. A couple, I think two games ago, he had 39.5 fantasy points in 30 yeah. minutes. So, yeah. so at 8.6, I like that play. On the Cavaliers side, I'm not interested in the guards. The forwards, we've talked about the outstanding play, the, the double-doubles of Thompson and Love, but Thompson's... He's overpriced now, so I'm going to pass on him. He's at 17.1 on Fantasy Draft. insane how much he went up. Yeah, Tristan Thompson's only 13.8, so I do like him. He is probably my favorite play in this game, um, with the exception of of potentially also Troy Brown Jr. Yeah, you know what? This game's just such a stinker, man. These two teams are not good. And, yeah, you can – a lot of times – pull out some great DFS performances from two lousy teams playing, but man, I just don't, I don't see it. I mean, the the guards from Cleveland all split time and, you know, yeah, Kevin Love is as solid as heck, but his price is ridiculous. And uh, Thompson I like, but a center like Thomas Bryant is going to give him some trouble. Thompson does better when he can muscle some of the taller, thinner, uh, more athletic kind of guys. But when it's another sort of undersized uh, bully kind of ball guy like Brian is, I think they're going to cancel each other out a lot, uh, you know, with those type of of, uh, box out and and strength moves and hustle moves inside. So, you know, that eliminates Thompson from my list. And and really the rest of the guys, Jerry Osmond, Nance, those guys are awful. Um, you know, on the Washington side, I'm with you. I, I followed it very closely because, you know, I was on Beal early because he was leading the league in usage and it's plummeted down. He's, he went from third to fifth to eighth in usage uh, within 10 days that Isaiah Thomas has been starting because Isaiah does dominate the ball and shoots a lot for the time that he's in there. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't trust that uh, Hashimura hardly played at all the one game, which was really odd. He, yeah, he went scoreless. Get back in. I know, it was very odd. 
And then I've read uh, two articles now that says that they haven't chosen between Brown and C.J. Miles, who's going to start. Uh, I think Scott Brooks is a joke. I, I, I think he's an awful coach, by the way. I think he did a lousy job in Oklahoma City when he was there. With he, He's the guy. People don't talk about that. He had Harden, Westbrook, and uh, third. who's the third? And Durant. Superstar? And Durant. He had Dur- those three guys and didn't, <laughs> didn't win it. I mean, come on, man. But he's done a lousy job in Washington, too, and they're a joke. But, you know, Beal's price is too high with Thomas stealing some of the usage. Like I mentioned with all the rest of those guys, I just don't see how you have the stones to play any of them. And two games in a row, I guess it, it helps that I, I have three anchors in the first game and two passes in a row in the next two. That's not bad. Right, right. Well, lots of more exciting teams and games later in the night for sure. No doubt. That's that's not one that I'll be spending much time watching. All right, let's go to game four. Sacramento Kings at Atlanta Hawks. Now, this one is a lot of intrigue for me. You know, you got uh, Sacramento's not playing at the pace like they did last year. Luke Walton seems to have taken the only positive they had, which was speed and, and, and taking that out. But uh, Atlanta has been a hard, uh, hard one to figure. This, uh, this last game for Trey Young, he was playing on a back-to-back uh, after having that ankle injury, and he just looked like he was not right in that game. He had a terrible game. And uh, you know, the question is, do you fire him right back up with a below-average De'Aaron Fox defense, uh, or what do you do from there? What do you think? I'm gonna wait. I, I I love his game, obviously, but I'm, I'm going to wait on this slate and wait to see if he gets healthy, gets back to 100%. I don't, I you know, he's not like a like a Harden or somebody like that that you fade and they put up 80 fantasy points. So I I'm not yeah. too concerned about it. Um, but yeah, the Hawks are a bit of a mess because last game out nobody played 30 minutes. No, nope. a lot a lot of sharing, a lot of 20 to 28 minute type outings but i do like jabari parker 12.3 i think he's going to settle yeah. in more and more and you know the kings you mentioned their their guard defense they're 25th in defense overall so i like parker at 12.3 yeah and herder is interesting at 8.3 he got 24 minutes so his minutes are increasing he's he's worth considering but actually on the yeah. other side of the ball bogdan bogdanovich is only $100 more expensive on fantasy draft. He's 8.4, and he finally got 31 minutes last time out and, you know, increased the usage off the bench. So I really like Bogdan Bogdanovich at 8.4. Okay. Um, Not really interested in anybody else, although with the bigs in Sacramento, Deadman is questionable. Giles is, is questionable. So, you know, Holmes is... His price has been creeping up, 11.9. I think it's worth considering. I'm yep. not that excited about it, but if Deadman's out, you know, maybe I'd get a little bit more excited about Holmes. Yeah, and and that's a great point, and I'm exactly with you. If Deadman is ruled out, um, I, I'm probably going to fire up Holmes because I think price-wise he's reasonable and he's going to get monster minutes. Um, you know, I think that's there's no doubt. So, again, you know, 
with doing these shows the night before, the big plus is, you know, we want our listeners to be able to listen on their drive to work in the morning or at lunchtime or on a break, start figuring out their lineups, building their team. But you got to uh, stick with us throughout the day tomorrow, all the way up until lock. Uh, follow us and listen to us on Twitter because uh, we're going to be updating. And these are the kind of things that are huge. I mean, like I just said, if Dwayne Dedman is ruled out, I am going to fire up Rashawn Holmes as my starting center. If Dedman's ruled in and they're going to split minutes, I'm not going to play him. So that's the kind of thing that can make or break a lineup, and you got to get that late news. Make sure that you follow at Fantasy on Twitter. That's where all of the information is going up uh, from our guys, Miles and Andy. They're, they're uh, blurbing and putting stuff on. Uh, the at Hoopball Fantasy feed on Twitter. Um, there are also you can also go to hoop-ball.com, click on forums, click on the DFS thread, and you're going to get constant updates right there as well uh, from those guys. I post all the player moves on there every day myself, and I know uh, Mike and and uh, Andrew are on there also. And uh, follow us directly on Twitter as well. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Uh, our man Andrew here is at Language Olympic, just like it sounds. And then uh, Mike is at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. So just wanted to mention that since it was relevant to what our discussion was. So, uh, so again, there's you know there's a, a the center position we'll we'll have to do with. Uh, uh, if if uh, Deadman's rolled in or not, I, I am going to dial up De'Aaron Fox for the first time uh, this year, Andrew. I, okay. Trey Young's Trey Young's defense is horrific, and he was one of the lowest ranked point guard defensively. If, I think it was dead last or second to last last year, and Fox is so fast, and obviously Trey's playing, but he's not 100% with that ankle, so. I just like that it's such a pace-up game for them because uh, Atlanta is one of the fastest teams in the league. And I think that Fox is going to feed off of that. Um, I'm not comfortable with the heel Bogdanovich split. Uh, Barnes is terrible. Ariza, Belitza, I don't want any of those guys. Belitza. Uh, so for me, it's going to be Fox and Holmes if, if Deadman's uh, – ruled out on the other side of the ball i'm definitely not going back to the very very pricey trey young until we know he's back to 100 percent himself um i love your take on jabari parker and he he definitely may make my lineup um i wish he was just a smidgen cheaper but um you know i i think that if i can fit him that is still a bargain price um, he definitely may make it because he's he's going to get most of that usage from John Collins. They're using Bruno Fernando a little bit, but Jabari's a score, and he's I think he'll do well in this game. Um, uh, and he'll do well. I think he'll be the biggest recipient of, of Collins being out. So, yeah, I definitely may fire up two or three guys from this game. Uh, I think, you know, I don't think it's going to be a defensive uh, showing for me their squad. So uh, that's where I'm at, man. Yeah, I like your call on Fox. 
in his last five games, he's been between 37 and 45 fantasy points every night. I so know. he's, he's, he's perfect. Yeah, he's perfect for your cash game lineups. And like you said, the defense from Trey Young, you got to expect he's going to be right at that level as a, as a floor for sure. Yeah, and I think he'll get decent ownership too. But, you know, I hope I can, you know, he hasn't been, you know, like last year, he was like the big flavor of the month. Everybody wanted to play Fox and the Sacramento guys. But, you know, you haven't heard much from him. But he's consistently, quietly been pretty darn good. So, uh I think he'll be a great play tomorrow at a, at a fair price, you know. All right, this next game, 8 o'clock game, very interesting. Golden State Warriors, Minnesota Timberwolves, two very fast-paced teams, definitely a million injuries. Uh, you've got Cats' second game back after the, the suspension. This one's pretty juicy. What do you what do you got, Andrew? Yeah, I'd like to get a fair piece of this. I've got three favorite games on this slate. This is one of my three. Okay. But you mentioned it. There is a lot of news here because Napier is doubtful. Teague is questionable. So that's a, that's a big X yeah. factor here. But I'm going to fire up Cat at 18.1. He got that first game back. Now it's against the Warriors, who are uh, also 30th in defense. Just yeah, that's pretty can't bad. stop anybody. <laughs> so I, you know, I like Cat, $1,000 cheaper than Drummond. And Culver is only 9.5. Two of the last three games, he's had at least 28 fantasy points. Yep. So he's finally getting used to the NBA game. Uh, he's too cheap. So I, I like him in this high-scoring game. On the other side... D'Angelo Russell is probable, so that's probably going to put an end to the, the Kai Bowman fund that we've been having. Yeah, the only- to some extent, I think you're right, but not totally because D'Angelo can play alongside of him too, you know. Yeah, so that's the key that I wanted to mention is we got to see what the starting lineup is. Yeah. And because I, I have some interest in Poole, he's only 8.7. You know, Bowman is more expensive, more expensive than Poole. And I think he's going to, he went, he shot two for 11 last time out. I think he's, yeah. you know, generally going to shoot better than that. So I like him maybe to bounce back and I'm going to fade Burks. I don't see him scoring 28 oh points my again. God, Yeah, that was <laughs> outlandish. Where did that come from, man? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. Uh, who do you like in this game? Oh, Lord. Uh, you know, the, a lot of it's based on news again. We need to know for sure about D'Angelo. I got a feeling he'll play, though. Um, you know, I just I'm I'm concerned about D'Angelo Russell, Kai Bowman, Alec Burks, Jordan Poole. Those guys sharing the minutes. I mean, yeah, me too. Two of the five really can be in there at any given time, and I just I'm not comfortable rolling any of those guys out until we sort of see how it shakes out. So I'm not going there. Uh, I don't know how you fade Eric Pascal at this point. He's just been so damn good and just uh, sort of their go-to guy, you know? Yeah, love love the way he's playing. Just outstanding confidence. It's just a matter of price. I haven't looked at the the other sites yet, but on Fantasy Draft, he's 12.1. 
So that is a that, little too That's high. the one problem. Yeah, if he was around 11, I just think about his first game in, he was like almost bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. Easy, uh, how fast he's gone up. But, you know, I don't know. Again, if I can fit Pascal in, I'm going to try to get him in. But that's the only guy on the Golden State uh, side that I'm really interested in because I, I think that uh, his, his consistency has just been amazing. Um you know, obviously you can't really roster Cat and Drummond, so I've already taken Drummond, so I'm going to have to miss out on Cat. But it could be just a devastatingly monster game for him. You know, he, he was off to a great start in this last game and then really didn't do anything down the stretch. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he could this could be a 75-point fantasy night for him. There's no doubt about it. And he is... Cheaper than Drummond, but I, I don't know, man. I just, I think Drummond is just in such a smash spot. I'm gonna favor him that way, and I think Cat will be the highest owned center. I think he'll get more ownership because people are gonna feel the same way as you. They're gonna see Golden State dead last in the league in defense. They're gonna see it's thousand dollars cheaper than Drummond, and you know. I would rather have a 20% owned Drummond than a 60% owned Cat, uh, based on sort of what I'm projecting there. Um, but I, I wouldn't blame anybody for rostering him. Um, the rest of the, the rest of the group, here's the thing. This is a perfect spot for me to hit my big savings dumpster dive money, a savings point. If Teague is out or is you know, even questionable, just going to play limited minutes, 100% going to fire up Jared Kohler because he played point and he's he looked like he was getting his confidence. He is a nice ball player. I mean, watching him at Texas Tech last year and the run in the tournament, and he's just an all-around really good ball player. And, uh, you know, if Teague plays that and, and he doesn't like have a minutes restriction or anything, I probably won't fire up Culver because Teague is a high-usage guy when he plays, and he is the veteran there. But if Teague is out or super questionable, then Culver will be a great path for me to, to make my salary work uh, for my lineup. But that that's it for me. Right on. Let's move on to the uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern game. And that is the New York Knicks against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Porzingis gets to play against the Knicks for the first time, which should be very – that's quite a uh, narrative there as well. That should be interesting. Um, what do you think about this ball game? I don't have much interest in this game. One of the lower totals, Mavericks are favored by 11. Yeah. And – it's the first of two consecutive games for the Mavs, so if they are ahead early, they may take the pedal off the take their foot off the pedal a little bit and save their guys for the next night when they go to Memphis. Try to make yeah. sure they win win both of these games. And you know, I just I was just looking at these numbers with Luca, and it's amazing that last time out he went twenty seven seven and seven. Yeah. But it's actually a dud game. For his price, around eighteen thousand on fantasy draft, you know, because he didn't have the last two games, he hasn't had a single block or a steal. So, yeah. 
He goes 27, 7, and 7, but he only gets 43 fantasy points. Yeah, that's not value. I mean, no. to make value, you have to be 5X. Right. And with that price tag, he's not making value. And I, that's a great point. You know, in a, in a game without a ton of pace, which I don't think this Knicks Mavs game will have a ton of pace. I'm with you. I just, as much as I love Luca, and as, I mean, he could throw up, you know, 16, 10, and 10, and he's not going to even sniff value there. Um, right. So I'm with you. I, I feel that same way about Luca there. I, you know, I, as far as the other Mavs go, Carlisle's such a maniac with rotating. They played 12 guys in the first half uh, last uh, last game. And they played 15 guys during the game. I mean, he's he rotates guys like you can't believe. And now J.J. Beret is back in the mix. And it's like there's just – and Boyd Powell's 100% now. So I don't want any Mavericks in this game. And plus, I think they may blow them out on top of that. So uh, I'm, I'm not going there. Now, you know, there are narratives with KP going against the Knicks for the first time. And it is, you know, will that make a difference for Porzingis? It very well could because Mitchell Robinson's out. And they're talking about just shifting um, uh, what's Julius Randle to center. So... Yeah, that's what I heard, though. They may not start even Portis. I know they it's possible, but they talk about just shifting Randall to the five. So either way, they're going to be a little undersized, which, you know, Dallas isn't exactly powerful in the paint. And even though Porzingis, and it's insane to say it, even though he's 7-4, um, he – isn't that what he is, 7-4, right? Yeah, he's what seven three or seven four? I can't I remember. Think seven four, yes. I, but he uh, he's not big player in the paint and not not a big rebounder, which doesn't seem to make any sense. You would think at that size, you would accidentally uh, be able to do that. But uh, you know, so I don't know if they're going to really take advantage of, of that play inside. So you know, the the way the Knicks are playing. They're an impossible team to trust, and uh, I think the Mavs may blow them out. I think this is a good game to fade. Yeah, the only other points I would make is that I saw a reference to Portis possibly starting, Mm -hmm. and he does have big upside. He had 52 fantasy points earlier in the season with only 29 minutes. So if he's going to start at 10.6, I'll take a look at him. And then you mentioned Powell getting his minutes. Yeah. I said a couple shows ago that when when he finally gets his minutes, I want to be on him before his price really goes up. And he played yeah. 33 minutes last time out at only eight eight thousand nine hundred on fantasy draft. So I do like him at that price tag. Yeah, he might be a good value play, uh, but be careful on the Portis thing because I know, you know, that article I read today, he definitely is going to play. Randall at the five uh, for a good portion of this game based on what he said. So, okay. I don't know. You know, Fizdale's Fizdale, though. You never know with Fizdale. He can right. throw some stuff in there. But, uh, yeah, this this game makes me nervous, I you know, and it I think it has one of the best chances to blow out as well. So, all right. Uh, let's see. We are – we have four games left on this 11-game slate. So, let Actually, me make coach. a quick – Yes. Oh, 
before we do have the one other eight o'clock game. Oh, I missed I missed Toronto yeah. and Pelicans. Okay, so I thought I was off one. Uh, I maybe yeah. I've skipped purpose now. <laughs> <laughs> so we have five games left, but let me make a quick uh, mention again. Fantasy Draft is our presenting sponsor. They are the reason we're able to bring this free content uh, forward to you seven days a week. So we want to thank them. Uh, we've had we had two coaches challenge contests this week, which was a blast. I did terrible in this last one, by the way. I was I was in like 40th. I was awful. But uh, we thank you uh, for Fantasy Draft doing that. Uh, they were so popular. You know, we did two this week. We're going to do uh, one for sure next week. Maybe two. We'll see. Yeah, stay stay tuned for that. Um, we were two. Two spots short of a complete sellout this last one, Andrew. So how did you finish up, by the way? I actually don't. It was right around top 10. The individual who won had a great lineup, and he put it in there, I think, five or six times. He repeated it. So he, Yeah, so he he took up the the real estate there at the top and pushed me down from about 5th to about 10th, I think. Yeah, he swept it up top. That's Yeah, he had multi-entry because you can enter – uh, up to six times. I think he did enter five times maybe, but he, yeah, he swept it. That was beautiful. He had a really nice lineup in there, but uh, yeah, definitely get into that next week. We're having a lot of fun with it and you win some, some cool fantasy uh, draft swag. So good stuff there. Um, remember you can listen to us every day, the DFS today. If you search on for a podcast and you just put in DFS today, we're going to pop up. Uh, or you could put NBA DFS today, either way. Uh, you can listen to us everywhere podcasts are heard. We are on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, you name it, we're there. Uh, if you would take a, a second or two, rate, review, subscribe, five stars, likes, thumbs up, positive reviews, all of those th- things make a big difference for us because it really keeps the sponsors happy it gives us some good momentum to continue to grow and we're growing show over show uh with listeners and it's it's been fantastic and we really appreciate all of you out there and we've been getting quite a quite a few great reviews too and all of that is going to help us to continue uh to bring all of this uh free content forward and i'm telling you i've heard all of it in the industry there are some good shows uh podcasts behind the paywall but there's a pretty expensive cost to some of those you know ours is a free seven day content show and uh the best way we can keep it that way is to continue to uh support our sponsors and and hit those reviews in there so also support manscape.com mybookie.ag hawaiian lyles kona coffee company our hoop-ball.com uh go there look at our premium package some fantastic pods and things that you can subscribe to there and keep on rolling. All right, let's go back and and uh, catch that game that I, just, for some bizarre reason, just decided to completely pass on. Yeah, Coach, uh, there, if, 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 if it had been the Grizzlies and the Magic, I may have let you sli- slide over it, but I really like this game. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's – you can let, go ahead and jump at it. Toronto Raptors, New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, so this is one of those high totals. Uh, Raptors favored by two and a half. It's a rematch of opening night. Of course, yeah. that was high scoring, 130-122. It went to overtime. 
One thing I noticed about the Pelicans, they're only one in six, but yeah. they 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 play in close games. The, the their losses are only by eight, seven, three, eleven, eleven, and ten. So hmm. they're not they're not getting blown out. Um, and the the one win that they had was they beat Denver by fifteen. So wow. just really really strange. But yeah. all young teams. That's that's a common thing with young teams. You know. Right. So yeah, I've got a lot of interest in this game with with the high total, hoping it'll stay close. Ingram, I got to start with Ingram. The and the other thing is Pelicans haven't played since Monday, so right. Ingram is is rested after that big game. He also played well against the Raptors in the opener. He's at fourteen point nine, and Redick is questionable, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that. That could change things a little bit. Hart is. He started last game. He's at eleven point three. I like him. I like Holiday at fifteen. It's a little pricey for him, but I think he's finally waking up. So I, I'm going to put a couple lineups in where I stack this game. Where I'll have probably Ingram, wow. Holiday, and Hart. And then on the on the other side, I like Siakam. He's only sixteen point seven, so he's a little bit cheaper than some of the other stars. Fred VanVleet's twelve point seven. Yep. And OG is 11.3, so I think he's a nice value play to stack this game. I I, I am going to build some lineups where I get six guys in here and hope wow. that it hope that it stays close. Um, and then Lowry's the one guy who's who I didn't mention, and of course he's a big fantasy scorer. He's 15.1, but um, if if I'm going to stack the game, then just because of the prices, uh, those are the six I might pick. Wow, man, that yeah, we're we're on different pages on this one. I I know they it was a high scoring game. The total's pretty high here. I just I've got a lot more concerns uh, than than you do. I I I just first of all, New Orleans ro- does rotate quite a few guys. They do play uh, you know a lot of guys at beginning in Frank Jackson. Uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker hasn't been playing much lately, but. Um, you know, I know they tried even had Etwan Moore in there a little bit and Kenrick Williams and Hart and the whole nine yards. So I'm just a little concerned about uh, just the opportunity for some of these guys uh, in this matchup against Toronto, who plays a good team defense and, uh, you know, really causes problems for teams uh, with their scrappy uh, guard defense on the outside. And, Ibaka and Gasol, you know, is solid in the paint. So, you know, I I don't like I, I don't like the fact that the guards are sharing the minutes so much, and I don't think Holiday is worth that high of a price tag. He's been pretty disappointing this year. Uh, I know he's starting to get it together, but uh, I want to see a little bit more before I pr- uh, pay that kind of money. Favors is is probable, so he's going to take away from Okafor. Hazel get a little run. Who knows if Melly's going to play a little bit or Kenrich. You know, it's just con- concerning for me and confusing. Ingram is a stud, but he is also going to get, now that he is sort of shown as the best player on this team, teams like Toronto with good schemes of, you know, defensive schemes that are well coached. You know, Nick Nurse is a good coach. Siakam's a good defender. I think Siakam will take him. He's super athletic and rangy. And if he does get beat off the dribble, he's got, you know, Gasol and Abak and these guys behind him. So 
I'm fading the Pelicans all together. So we're going to be on opposite ends of the, the spectrum with this one. Uh, on the Toronto side, however, uh, bizarre stat. And I don't know if I, I think I pulled this one on Mike and he didn't know it, but I'm going to, I'm going to see if you know it. Uh, who is number one and number two in the league in minutes played this season? I thought he did get that eventually. Isn't it Lowry and Fred Van Vliet? It is. That is correct. So you listen to the show. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it is those two. The backcourt, and uh, which I thought was shocking. I would have never guessed that at the beginning of the year. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, the fact that they're getting such big minutes consistently and it doesn't seem to be waning anytime soon, uh, you know, I, those guys just have to be in play in up-paced games like this against a team like the Pelicans that runs and pushes the ball. So I, you know, I don't think I can afford to play both, uh, but I think Lowry or Van Vliet, one of the two of them are going to make my, my lineup. I'm going to play one of the two depending on roster construction and depending on uh, which site I'm playing on. But one of those two is definitely going to be in play for me because I think they're both valuable uh, assets. Um, Ananobi's price has gone up just a little bit too much for my liking. Uh, Siakam's good, but he is super high priced. Uh, I don't particularly like the Gasol Abaka split of minutes and usage, so I'm not going to quite go there. So I'm only going to probably have one guy coming out of this game, and it'll, it'll be one of the backcourt guys from Toronto. So different approach, different build. That's why it's great to have completely different uh, takes on some of these games because it gives our, our listeners some different options, you know? That's right, yeah. All right, man. We go on to game number eight, the 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, another very intriguing game, Philadelphia 76ers at the Denver Nuggets. Joel Embiid's back, so he gets to – go up against the Joker, and uh, this should be a very interesting game. We have Simmons out, so that's huge news. Um, and this is the one that just really kills me, Andrew, because I think Embiid could have a monster, monster game. His his usage goes way up with Simmons out, and, uh, you know, I'm going to fire up a GPP uh, and use – Embiid in there instead of Drummond on that side. I'll, I'll probably still ride Drummond in the cash game, but I can't go without Embiid in, in one of my lineups. What, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I'm with you. With, with, with Simmons out, I really like Embiid to smash here. We've talked ad nauseum about Jokic, and I don't expect anybody in the middle there to slow him down. And then Josh Richardson really picked up the usage with Simmons being out. Yeah. He's only at 11.2. So I'm going to pair Embiid with Josh Richardson. And then yeah. the, the only guy I like on the other side is Will Barton at 10.4. The last three games, he's had between 30 and 38 fantasy points. And he's certainly not the most consistent guy over the course of his career. You right. know, he is, he is kind of a boomer bust guy. But at that price tag, uh, yeah, I'm willing to play him. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let me ask this. Who are you going to go with if you had to choose between Embiid and Cat? 
That is a good question. I'd probably go 10 lineups. I'd probably go eight, eight lineups with Cat and two lineups with Embiid. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because I think a lot of people are going to be jammed with having to make that decision probably. Uh, and that's going to be, a, that's going to be a tough one. Um, you know, I, Denver, I'm not even going to waste my breath talking about. They're the worst DFS team for me, I think this year. Uh, Jokic very seldom makes, uh, value and continues to be overpriced. And all the rest of the guys just have been very disappointing. Jamal Murray's having his worst season for sure. Um, you know, Gary Harris throws a lot of bad games on the board and, and Barton. I don't think you can trust, uh, really trust any of those guys. On the Sixers side, with Simmons out, it changes the whole rotation of everything with them. I, you know, you're right. Jay Rich definitely gets a, a, a jump up. Um, I think, you know, he's certainly playable. Um, Horford's been consistent, but, you know, it just he's a completely different player with Embiid on the floor. He's he's not going to smash like he did when Embiid was out. So, you know, for, you know, Tobias is pretty darn expensive. Um, always tempting, though. But I'm with you. I, I'm going to go Embiid here if I can in some spots and a little Jay Rich sprinkled in. Um and then just keep an eye, you know, out on any any additional news there. But uh, for Denver, I'm going to pass. So, all right, let's go on to game nine, which is another nine o'clock start. And uh, this one is the Milwaukee Bucks and Utah Jazz, two good defensive teams. Utah is one of the slowest teams in the league. Uh, what do you think about this game? Is it? I, I think gave me a hint before on this one. It's a stinker. Yeah, this one I am going to actually pass. And Giannis, is, he's been dominant, but yeah. he's the most expensive guy in this slate at 20.3. So you got to kind of close your eyes and cross your fingers to, to fade Giannis. But that's, that's the way I'm leaning. And I don't have any interest in the Jazz, you know, in terms of a tournament play. I think they're they're fairly priced, and so I'm just you know two top ten defenses. I'm just uh, on this eleven game slate. I'm just not interested. I'm with you, man, a hundred percent. I mean, we don't even have to waste much time here. I mean, there's no way I'm spending the highest priced dollars on the whole slate on Giannis against the Jazz when right. it's in Utah. They're going to slow down the pace, limit the possessions. They're going to run doubles at them because they're they have a great defensive scheme, you know. Two of the better coaches, you know, two of the best defenses, you know. There's just no bargains there. I mean, there's guys that could throw up some, just some dead games. So, you know, maybe on a three or four game slate, we we have a little discussion about it. But with 11 games and all these to choose from, I think we we can skip it. Two last two games left, my man. 10 p.m. Eastern. The two late night sweat games. We have a 10 and a 10:30. The 10:30 game is is going to get all kinds of play. That's going to be a fun game. The 10 o'clock game is the Brooklyn Nets at Portland Trailblazers. So you've got Portland playing right now, and I'm I uh, we didn't talk about it, but I've got a great sweat going tonight. I have. The late game of the Clippers and Trailblazers. I haven't peaked at anything. 
So I, I don't really even want to know, but I was doing really well, and I have Kawhi and C.J. McCollum left. So I'm pretty fired up. I hope they're playing well uh, right now. But that to be said, Portland is going to be on the, the back half of a, of a uh, back-to-back. And, you know, uh, McCollum and, and Lillard have been leaned on tremendously with this team to carry them. And now they're going to be playing Kyrie and the net. So this, this should be very interesting. What is your take on this one? Yeah, this is the third of the three games that I'm, I'm most interested in terms of high scoring, hoping it'll stay close. So I'd like to get a piece of this game. And the, the X factor here is the news with DeAndre Jordan. He's questionable with the ankle. Right. So if he's out, Jared Allen's only 9.6K. And if he's going to play 30 minutes in this game, I like that price tag. Yeah. If if DJ plays, then I probably won't go to Allen. And then I'll just focus more on the wings. Uh, you know, I like all these wing guys here. Lavert is 12.6. Prince fair. is worth considering at 12.3. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, you know, he's pricey at 18.3. I, he just, he's been playing outstanding ball. With, with these other guys in the 18K range, like like, like the big cat, I probably won't get much of Kyrie here. Right. I like I like Lillard a little bit better in this game. Two thousand dollars cheaper on fantasy draft at sixteen point three. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think my favorite plays are Lillard and Levert, and then Scal Scal coming off the bench at six point one. You wow. know this this is the second game of back to back. If he gets up towards twenty minutes, then I like his price as well. That's a good point, man. I mean, he, he could be a great dumpster dive pick. I would say, you know, let's scour the box score of of how Portland minutes played out tonight against the Clippers, and some of that will, will take, you know, I think of, of some of what you can do uh, with Portland in this game. Um, they don't yeah, have, you know. Which I can mention right now, it, uh, yeah. I, I, won't, I won't spoil it for you, but at halftime, Hassan Whiteside's only played eight minutes, and Scal has played 15 minutes. Wow. Well, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, Does that yeah. make you wonder if they're going to split again? Or yeah, was so he in foul the second trouble? Half was Whiteside in foul trouble? No, he only has two. Really weird. Yep. Huh. Well, yeah. I mean, so we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Um you know, on the Portland side, really just the, the backcourt is all I like to play. And they're just they're they're gonna be expensive on this slate. Uh and there's no way Kyrie has now gotten to the point price wise, and he deserves to. He's been awesome. But he's gotten to the point price wise where it just I think he's just priced out. I mean, you know, he pretty much has to have forty real points and like fourteen assists to uh to smash value. I mean, you can't expect a guy to produce that on on any any given night because you know he's not going to have a bunch of blocks or ton of rebounds or anything. So I just I, there's no way I'm spending that. You know, even if, he'd have to be two thousand dollars cheaper for me to consider him. Um, you know, with with the big boys uh, for dollar wise. So you know, I, I'm with you. I think Jared Allen's a great play. If uh, DeAndre sits, it sounds like DeAndre's going to sit. From what I read with his ankle, 
I don't think he's going to play. And I think Allen will get an extended run. I mean, last year, you know, everybody thinks it's just been so devastating that uh, DeAndre's come there and crushed Allen's time. But people forget Ed Davis was there last year in Brooklyn, and he played a ton. He had a really, really good year. So it's, you know, Allen is not a monster minutes guy, but in a situation like this where there isn't going to be a true backup center, I think he he's a he's an outstanding play, especially on you know fantasy draft where you can play multiple centers. I mean you can you can literally play four centers uh, on fantasy draft. Actually, you could play five. Yeah, you can play five. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So you know, it, certainly that comes into play uh, uh, as far as Allen goes. Um, other than that, you know, I don't know, man. I know that this will probably be pretty high scoring. I like Karis LeVert a lot. I was concerned for a while there because he wasn't playing at the end of games. But it looks like he's starting to get some of those minutes back. Because uh, I saw two games in a row. They finished with Kyrie Dinwiddie, um, Torian Prince, um, Jordan or Allen, either one of them. And then the fifth guy was Joe Harris. So Levert seemed to be getting left out of that push. But now it looks like he's getting back in there for either Harris or Prince and playing some of those key minutes. And he's a talented kid, man. He can play. And his price tag is still fair enough. You know, he's the kind of guy that can smash for 50, 60 fantasy points in any night. And, uh, you know, he's sort of my favorite guy in this game. I'm going to try to squeeze him in. I don't think there's a, a lot of good small forwards on the slate of all the positions. That's probably the, the least. And, uh, you know, so that's probably where I'm going to go there. Uh, maybe Allen and, and Levert. And I'm not going to go with anybody on the Portland side until I examine the minutes a little bit more of how tonight's game came out. All right, man, we're here. Game 11. Miami Heat, Los Angeles Lakers, the late 10:30 sweat game should be a really fun game. Um, I did not see. I was watching when Mr. Patria buzzed me to to jump on the show. I was watching the Heat game, and it was a really. Uh, Butler had 30 at halftime when I left the game, so I have no idea how that finished up. But that was a, an exciting game. So they're gonna they're on a Long road trip on the West Coast. They're playing a back-to-back. How is that going to affect them against the 6-1 and one Lakers? And, you know, how that's going to play out is going to be very interesting. I mean, the Heat and Spolstra have the best, in my opinion, defensive scheme in the league, maybe second to pop uh, or close. And, you know, I think they'll be able to give a little bit more trouble to Davis and, and LeBron and some other teams did, like, you know, for example, when Houston came in to Miami, they just literally shut them down, even though they had Harden and some of the big boys. So I think the Heat can stick with the Lakers and make it a game. I don't see it as a blowout. But, uh, you know, let's check the minutes played tonight. Um, the Heat have a lot of young guys, which is good. You know, it's great when you can roll a 19 19- 20-year-olds out there like the heroes and and nuns and and some of the other young guys that they have. Uh, So this is an intriguing game. 
and I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Are you going to use anybody in this game? Well, that's a good question. I, I do like LeBron. He's at 18.7. He's just a man on a mission. Yeah. He's, outsco- he's outscored AD in fantasy points three in a row. So I, I like LeBron over AD. Um, on, and, and then on the Lakers side, the, the one other question mark, Avery Bradley is questionable. Right. If if he's out, then Quinn Cook at seven thousand. I like him. He played thirty minutes last time out. So I did see a comment that Avery Bradley himself, not the coach, but himself, said that he was going to play. Was not. No, I don't. You know, was is oh, going to play. Okay, he's playing. Okay, so we can. Well, he said that the team didn't officially say that, but he did. So we so can play. I would that. think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then. We can scratch the Quinn Cook play on the on the Heat side. Jimmy Butler, you, you mentioned the thirty points at halftime. He only finished with thirty four. So You're just, kidding! Wow. Yeah, how about that, huh? Jeez. So, who won that game? Well, the Heat won by sixteen. So oh he only gosh. he only ended up playing thirty four minutes. See, they're so, gonna, they're gonna they're gonna give the Lakers all they want. I think the the Heat are five and two. They're no slumps. Well, six and two now. Then right. Right, so they'll be six and two, and so, you know, the Lakers are favored by eight and a half. But if wow. if Butler's you know saved enough energy, he's only at thirteen point seven on fantasy draft. So his That's price cute. is is very very tempting. The other interesting play here could be Justice Winslow because he sat out tonight with his headaches, yeah, and he's only at nine point nine. So I'm thinking Spolstra thought, you know what, let's let him sit out. We'll use him in, in L.A., so he's going to have fresh legs. So I like him at 9.9, and, you know, we are on the topic of the Heat. i gotta, I got to give a shout-out to Micah Patria because last night he called out Goran Dragic, the narrative going back to Phoenix. He and did. And sure enough, sure enough, he had 25 points, six rebounds, and four assists. Wow. So, you know, that was nice. It, it, it certainly helped that Justice Winslow was not playing. But yeah. that was a nice. You know what nice I have call, to say with Apatria, uh, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a good play. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. So that so you're so tell me again who you're looking at here, LeBron. Pop. So LeBron, uh, and then Butler at 13.7. I like and I like Winslow. At 9.9, I'm, you know, I'm a little scared if, if everyone else is playing, but that that's pretty cheap for him. It is. I I think Winslow's missed multiple games. Has he missed two or three games in a row now? Two games in a row, I think. So I don't know what the deal is there. I I, I read that two headaches. I mean, that seems it didn't say migraines, but uh, I don't know. He gives me a headache from the DFS world myself just trying to figure out what the heck's going to happen because Winslow's a big key there, you know, because he plays point for them, point forward, and the whole nine yards. So it makes it so difficult, man. I is, I would think Butler will check LeBron, right? More than uh, That is a good question. I think he will. And, you know, that makes me – worried about taking Butler just for the simple fact that he may expend most of his energy defending LeBron. Yeah, I think and you're then, probably right. Yeah, and then I'm not sure. I guess Bam 
is Bam going to guard Davis? Uh, you know, because that's a nice matchup, too. But Bam's athletic enough to at least give Davis some trouble. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, in this salary world, I'd sure I'd love to say, yeah, let's, you know, on top of all these other expensive guys, let's take LeBron and Davis. But uh, it's just not realistic. Uh, to it, it, This is a hard card, man, because there's so many good players. Uh, and you can only take so many of the expensive ones. But I don't think I'm going to go Davis or LeBron. I, I know it's probably going to be a nightmare sitting there trying to, hang on to a lead, you know, with, with these other people that have either LeBron or Davis, but I just like how the heat defends. I love their, their system. And you know, I almost want to lean more towards uh, the other direction and, and go with a couple of the heat guys. Now, yes. Uh, you know, Bradley more than likely if he's back, he's a heck of a defender, you know, that's going to cause some problems for, for some of the younger guys like Kendrick Nunn or, or Hero. But, uh, you know, I, I sort of – I know it sounds weird, but I sort of like Bam here a little bit because I think he's going to be active. If he doesn't get in foul trouble against Davis, uh, you know, has the ability to put up some points here. Um, but, you know, I think for the most part, just because of the salary, I'm probably not going to fire up too many people from this game. I just think that, uh, uh, you know, LeBron and, and AD are always going to get their ownership. That means if you're playing those guys, you can't play a cat or a beat or some of the other big dogs. And, uh, you know, you got to trade off somewhere. And, um, you know, some of these shows and touts you listen to, it's funny. They, they give you the top three guys from every game. Yeah. Well, good luck fitting, you know, one-fifth of those into your, your lineup salary-wise. So, uh, you know, Bam is 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 not cheap, but he's no nothing in the stratosphere of Davis or LeBron. Um, you know, and depending if, if I can fit an ancillary piece in somewhere, if I have to, you know, I always love to finish out my roster with somebody in that late-game sweat like, Tonight, I forgot to say I not only had Kawhi and uh, Game McCollum, but I had, because he was so cheap and he fit the last spot, Patrick Beverly. So um, hopefully, you know, you never know what you're going to get from him. You could get five fantasy points or 30. You know, it just, you just don't know. So I say that for the point of, you know, if I can get a cheap guy in to one of the spots to, to fill out my roster, uh, that, I think that'll be a good game to get him in. So, all right, dude, I think that's it. Any other thoughts or recommendations or suggestions or anything like that? No, I agree. I, I think we covered it. And you're right. It, it's just tricky with all these, I mean, 11 games. We've got a lot of the studs. And it, it, it all comes down to what contest you're entering. If you're just right. making one cash lineup, then, yeah, you've got to pick a couple of these stars, and, and that's going to be it. But if you're making 10 tournament lineups, then, right. you know, that's where you're going to, you know, take this big picture and figure out percentage-wise how you want to break it down. So for me, it's probably going to be something like 60% Towns, 20% Embiid, 20% LeBron. 
And so that's how I look at it. Um, you, you, you might, you, I think you look at these slates a little bit differently because you primarily well, are doing cash lineups and then maybe one or two tournament lineups. Exactly. And, and normally I'll, you know, play my main cash lineup and we'll have a couple of backup GPPs just to slip in there. But I agree with you. I think this is the perfect slate with all these studs to, you know, what I think I'm going to do is hand build 10 lineups and go in some of the, the big GPPs. Now, again, I know I'm up against it. You know, you got all the mass entry guys with, and with the putting everything into their optimizer and spitting out 150 lineups and entering that way. But, you know, my 10 against their 150, yeah, you're at a disadvantage. But, um, you know, when you hand build them and you have this good of a selection to, to make some, some good pivots, you know, why not? You got to roll the dice sometimes, you know? Exactly. Yeah. This is one of those slates where you can, you can really get a variety. If you are going to make 10 lineups, you can stack these high scoring games once or twice and then make a couple substitutions outside of your core plays with some of these value plays that we've mentioned. Perfect, man. I think we've come up with the, We've cracked the case here. We've come up with a formula. So awesome stuff, man. It was a great show. I know it was an impromptu one. We went for long here, but, you know, 11 games, a lot to talk about. Uh, tomorrow night I'm scheduled to be with uh, Mr. Patria, but who knows, man, if he still has his technical uh, problems, we may have to try to dial you up. Are you around tomorrow in case we need you? Yeah, I should be around. I should be around. So, yeah, thanks for jumping on tonight. Uh, last minute. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. And and I'll uh, make sure I'm in touch with Mike tomorrow. So tomorrow you guys will either be getting me and Mike or me and Andrew. So get an extra day of coach this week. All right, man, let's roll this. Uh, we we want to thank you all for joining us on Hoopball NBA DFS today. For my man, Andrew Handsome Hansen and our man in abstentia with the technical difficulties, the cool, suave Mr. Michael Apatria. I am Coach, and we will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it on NBA DFS. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.